Rose. Well, hey. Where are you? We're Where's back. your screen? Adam, I'm looking at me. Oh, what? Turn on the camera. There we go. We're back. That's my better. Hi. Hi, back. Hello. Hi, back. What? We are back. Hi, back. I'm not back. Oh. We are back. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most dad joke Awkward. thing I've ever. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start over again. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was... Uh, it was beautiful. You just played. Which theme was that? That's one one seven. That's John's theme that's, from Halo. That's 4. John's theme. Yeah. It's so really, many many really years good. ago, before I ever played Halo, I had the Halo soundtrack on one of my uh, Pandora stations. <laughs> played movie music and game music, and so I was real familiar with the themes even before I played. Yeah, and what's crazy is, um, as much as what you just said is true, the one one seven theme from Halo Four is mm. unique to Halo Four. It was uh, the first Halo score not written by Marty O'Donnell. And uh, Kazuma Jinouchi made this specific track for Halo 4. The rest of Halo 4 was scored by Neil Davidge, who produced um, Massive Attack, which is a very good band. Very different from what Marty O'Donnell does, though. But um, uh -huh. Kazuma's 117 track is like... It's, it's P H E W. It's, it's something. It's P H E W. Yeah. It's uh it's something. <laughs> it's yes. something. And uh it's hey. it's crazy how you know, we listen to one musician, one composer create music um uh, for ten years almost. Mm -hmm. More. And then someone else takes over and they can still deliver something that's like, oh shit, this is Oh, this is incredible. Um, yeah. So, so they're they're inspired by each other, which brings up a lot of important themes that I want to talk about as we go along about tropes. Sure. <laughs> Sci-fi tropes and things like that. So we we talked about that while we we're game playing and uh, yeah, you know, and but... you tried really hard to talk about this last episode when we were doing ODST because you just really wanted to talk about, <laughs> about Halo Four, <laughs> um, but. Uh, People in the internet will know this, and people who are listening to this may be on the, that side, but people argue that 343, like, ruined the series by making a Chat Master Chief emotional or whatever, and I would like to argue the opposite side of let's, that coin, which is that... Let's, um, let's just put a stop to that right now. <laughs> yeah, we've, we have the power. No, it's... Full stop. Like... <laughs> Yeah, full stop. Halo 4 and 5 are great because Master Chief is finally not perfect. Mm -hmm. And that rocks. And don't get me wrong, like, playing as a super soldier Halo 1 through 3, very cool. A lot of fun. Playing as Spartans in any of the games are fun, but, like, Halo Reach stands out because of how flawed its characters are. Mm -hmm. And not flawed yeah. as in, like, they're bad people, but flawed as in, like, they're not perfect. Yes, they, fuck up. they have conflict. And they, they have, have to make sacrifices they have... because they yeah. don't just win everything. And yeah. so far in the Halo games the, that feature Master Chief, Halo 1, 2, and 3, he hasn't really made many sacrifices. Captain mm -hmm. Keys in Halo 1 was something he couldn't control. You right. literally never see him after the first moments of the game until he's already dead. Uh, in Halo mm -hmm. 2, he sacrifices Cortana, I guess, because he leaves her on the... The uh, unyielding sure. hierophant leaves them around the sh uh, the ship. Is that unyielding hierophant? No, high charity, high charity. He leaves her on high charity, high charity. Yes. 
And I don't then, even know that other name. Unyielding Hierophant, I think, is the name of another monitor. Um, unyielding Hierophant. It's a ship. It is a, it is a Covenant ship. It's a ship. Okay. But it's not... Covenant Command and Control Center and Refit Battle Station that was capable of supporting a fleet of over 500 ships. Oh, it's from Halo First Strike. <laughs> it's from Halo oh, First Strike. Uh, Unyielding Hierophant is the what the First Strike is targeting. Um, I will be reading that very soon. Yeah, it's like a shipyard, and there's hundreds okay. of ships around it, and they have they want to pull off a maneuver that would destroy it and therefore everything around it. And I will not tell you if that works. Because it is very okay, interesting. But um, okay. he leaves Cortana on high charity in Halo 2. That could be mm-hmm. seen as a sacrifice, but he gets her back in 3. You could argue that he does not get her <laughs> back complete, and I get that. But still, yeah. Master, as a, Master Chief as a character has won a lot. And the biggest sacrifice that he made was accidentally getting stuck in a compartment of a ship that got cut off by a slip space po- uh, window. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to say that as in, like, he's never sacrificed anything. But in the games, we haven't seen much. Uh, in the books, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. In the books, like... He's a lot more complex. Yeah. In the books. Yeah. And that's what books can do. Um, but the 343 trilogy or saga, or when 343 <laughs> took over... Um, yeah. <laughs> Continuation. The games changed. And not a lot, just a little bit. And the little bit that it changed was it gave... It uh, it gave Chief humanity. I'm not saying he Can wasn't I human also... before, but like he kind of wasn't human I... before. He was just this war machine. He was Terminator. He was right. he was Rambo. Right. Invincible. Let me just let me just posit that three four three came in and embraced the whole canon of Halo and infused that into their product by and and you have to admit by the time they came on the scene halo had existed for how many years and this 12 years rich yes this rich canon had developed and for them to come in and embrace all of that and expand on it i bungie might have done the same thing at that point but you gotta give 343 credit because it is a maturing of the saga maturing of the characters Allowing them, I mean, have you ever watched a TV show in which season after season after season, characters never grow, never change, never, they make the same stupid mistakes over and over and over again? I get bored after the second or third season, I just walk away. I don't care how great it is. But a finely crafted television show will allow their characters by the end of the first season to start to grow in some humanity, in some Fleck. It might only be in the epilogue of every episode, but you're going to see some tiny sliver of growth. And if, for me personally, if there isn't any, I'm out. I check out. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. So they so <clears throat> Halo Four begins with a mini movie. Doctor Halsey being questioned by whom? Oh yes, uh, by yeah. It doesn't really say. You never find out, do you? Oh. She goes, wait a minute, you're not, you're not Oni, you're not this, you're not, you're not UNSC, who are you? And he walks into the camera, you only see his outline. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she's being questioned and, and about the formation of Master Chief and about the Spartans. The Spartan 2 project, yeah. Yeah, and it shows ostensibly Chief, a young, a young boy, being 
laid out on a slab to be uh, augmented. And, you know, you see the, you see the, the fragility of that child. It's just a child and she's being questioned and, and her answers are so, uh, so, so some of her defenses are, well, her number one was I saved the human race. <laughs> you guys, you can call my program into question, but I saved humanity. Yeah. Oh, I hate that <laughs> argument so much. It's so convenient for her. It's literally just so convenient for her because that's it's justification. Not, that's not why she made the Spartans, right? Like, well, he questioned her. He did say that, Doctor Halsey. You're not saying that was her motive when you created the Spartans. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. She made the Spartans to fight insurrectionists, to fight rebels, mm -hmm. and then we got it. and then we got invaded, and it was like, oh, well, actually. Um, well, I just happen to have this super warrior here. Yeah, and it's not like, again, it's still not even like she created them and hadn't used them yet. And so right. they never had any... No, like, they'd been used against other humans to quell uh, an uprising of, like, the colonies that did not want to be a part of the UNSC. And, like, mm -hmm. if you continue reading the books, you will find out that's still going on during the Covenant War. There are rebels that are so against i'm so opposed being a part of unsc controlled space that they're working with the covenant to help beat unsc i, I did not know that yeah because like they do not want and then when the covenant falls apart because the prophets fall apart and then the covenant shatters into a bunch of different ideologies and factions they continue to do that and some even live with each other like there's out there's outer outer rim colonies that have like kigyar and um Kigar are grunts uh, and jackals, oh. which I can't think of what a jackal is right now. The covenant name. Yep. Um, Yanmi. No. No. They're Kigar. They're Kigar. Oh, okay. Oh, so gr uh, are... grunts are ungoy. Grunts are ungoy. Oh. See, I knew I knew it. I just missed it up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like cities with with grunts and jackals living in the city with humans and doing mm -hmm. deals with black market scavengers and like hunting down ships and cutting them up. And well, I mean, so, well, obviously we had a, a, a an, an alliance because we are, we were working with Arbiter. Well, know, right. But time. these people are outside right. of that, right? Like the UNSC yeah, yeah. worked with the Arbiter, but that's only because the Arbiter was no longer a part of the covenant. Right. And because uh, the covenant had like exiled a lot of the elites. And so the elites created their own thing. And then some of the elites created their own thing that was super religious, which is um, Julem Dama, who we're going to see in... No, 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 no. The prophets are... No, no, no. Prophets are separate. Pre I'm saying after prophets. Post-prophets. Yeah, okay. um, so, and Dama was a, was a religious zealot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Julem Dama is a that. religious zealot. And he believes that, like, the covenant, like, ideology is sacred still and is willing okay. to fight. Yeah, I and, guess I remember that. And is willing to fight against... Uh, Arbiter, who's now like the leader of Sanghelios, which is where the Sanghelia are from. Uh, it's a whole lot of shit. But like, w yeah. why we're bringing this up though is well, yeah. that like <laughs> I said, Cort I was about to say Cortana, but they're the same person. Halsey's justification for creating the Spartans is not good because there isn't one. It doesn't exist. It's like mm -hmm. it's like saying you were practicing. Oh, you'd been sharpening. Be you'd been you've been sharpening your skills with a gun by shooting people, and then aliens come 
and you're really good at shooting aliens and you're like, see, <laughs> no, you're a bad person. Yeah. It doesn't, right. you can't just wipe away all the bad shit. You, you kidnapped six year old children from their families, replace them with clones that all died within the next year because they were hastily made. And then you indoctrinated children and then augmented children biologically with all of these chemicals that killed Maybe half of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it didn't kill half of them, it, it made half of them uh, no longer able to serve, right? Mm -hmm. Those you didn't kill, you maimed, like, beyond uh, their own ability to continue on through life. And so, like, Halsey's terrible. <laughs> She's a bitch. And I woman. still love her to death. And I understand why Chief loves her. And I want Chief to be able to save her. And maybe I want Chief to have a conversation with her about the reality of who he is and what she did to him. But for that to happen, she has to stay alive. And we're way we're pulling the cart way ahead of the horse. Whoa, um, you're so far ahead. Yeah. Uh okay. this opening this opening is alluding to essentially the creation of the Spartan four three and four projects. Mm -hmm. which they needed Halsey's information for, but she'd kept to herself because it's she'd be convicted of war crimes if she gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Halsey has this information about her project and how she used these things to augment kids. And what the Spartan 3 and 4 programs do is like perfect that process and perfect that process so that it can be done on volunteers, not uh, abductees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like, children. ooh, this is so, a lore. This is a lore dump in the beginning. So give me one more second. Okay. The Spartan Three Project, which we do not see in games, takes place uh, on Onyx, which is where oh. Kurt gets renditioned away to. Um, for those of you who did not know, Kurt was a member of Blue Team, I think, or Red Team. He was one of the. He's a Spartan yeah. too, and he was working on some. Thing in space that they made his jetpack malfunction and send him flying into the void and that people thought everyone who was with him thought he died and a prowler class stealth oni ship picked him up because they wanted him um, mm -hmm. to help run this program that would be creating the Spartan 3s um, CPO Mendez shows back up in Onyx to help him with the Spartan 3s and Mendez is older and more regretful about what he did with Halsey and feels better about this because these are volunteers but they're teenagers and yeah, the they're yeah, they're talking all himself into it, isn't he? Well, they're they're all volunteer teenagers who have been orphaned by the covenant. So, like, their parents mm -hmm. have been killed on glass planets or yada yada. Um, so it's a little better, not great. Still taking advantage of some pretty traumatic experiences. Um, but the biggest problem with the Spartan Three project, which I'm spoiling this book for you, but hopefully you'll forget by the time you get to it. You got like four <laughs> of books to I go. Will. Um, <laughs> The biggest problem with the Spartan 3s is that the the uh, medication they use to augment them is not perfect. And so they exhibit like heightened levels of aggressiveness and um like a lack oh. of a lack of inhibition to the point yeah. where like they're insubordinate and violent. Okay. Like violent, like they do bad stuff and you're like, "What?" And so there's a moment in uh Ghost of Onyx where other Spartan 2s like Kurt mm -hmm. show up because Onyx has some issues happen. Um, the planet does. Um, spoiler! Uh, and other Spartan 2s and Halsey show up. And, like, this has to take... I'm so confused by the opening of Halo 4. Like, how far in the past is this? Because Halsey shows up and encounters the Spartan 3 project, and she's like, what the fuck? 
who's mm-hmm. been trying to copy my work, right? Ah, and like the guy in okay. the beginning of this is like, how'd you do it? So I'm inclined to believe this is before Onyx. Okay. Well, um, who knows? But but but, the, he's, but what, he's trying to get her to say he's trying to get yeah. her to say that um, Master Chief is a sociopath. That he's soulless, mm-hmm. and she won't say it. Yeah, she won't say it. That's kind of like the overarching theme of this to me is that is are are we going to find out if he is or you know what is his humanity and what is his well that's um, i think i think the the deeper part of his questioning in this opening is she, this guy's trying to replicate the program and he's trying mm-hmm. to find out how much he can replicate and how much he should be afraid of because if chief is a sociopath and right not all right. there it makes perfect sense then then we need to do something different. We and I think change. that that line of questioning makes sense if it comes after uh, the Spartan 3 project, that. because the Spartan 3 project was it's full of maligned yeah. augmentations that made people aggressive. There's also yeah. instances That's in that. Brilliant, Caleb. Brilliant. There's also, I'm thank so you. Glad. There's also yeah. instances in that story where, like, the Spartan 3s will be wounded beyond what a normal person's capacity is to continue on, and they continue. Because part of their augmentation, like dumb, like it's high, it's like a hyper adrenal yeah. augmentation. It calms them down. So like mm-hmm. a guy gets hit by a needler, which you know, if enough needles hit you, they super combine and it explodes, and it explodes in his abdomen, and he continues fighting until his adrenaline f- f- like stops, and mm-hmm. he just drops dead, and then they realize like he's got exposed ribs, and like you can oh, see his gosh. lungs. Like he, like he's extremely wounded and should be dead. But like, like the uh, Germans, but like the Germans in World War Two in Russia that were on like methamphetamines that were running through pain. Like these kids have been Uh subjected to the same thing. So as much as Halsey sucks, Oni sucks too, because they tried to repeat it without having the formula. Mm -hmm. And all of this is important because in Halo 4, we encounter Spartan 4s. Which mm-hmm. is yeah. the perfection of the project. It is volunteer only. They're adults. They have prior service records. And they get in based on recommendation. And then they go through a process of augmentations that makes them stronger, but not Spartan mm-hmm. too strong. So mm-hmm. the Spartan 4s exist. They're still smaller than Master Chief. They're not 7 mm-hmm. feet tall. Um, but they wear armor that's super powered. They have higher bone density. They have higher musculature density. They're able to do... Mm-hmm. Things like the Spartan Fords, Spartan Twos, yeah, they're I still super reflexes. soldiers. They're still super soldiers, but it's they're not they're not Chief, right? They're not Chief. Yeah. They're not Fred. They're not Linda. They're not Kelly. Um, they're not George from Halo Reach, which we'll get to eventually. The Spartan Twos are a different class of Spartan, and Halo Four or Halo Reach is Halo Reach Spartan Threes. That just fucked me question. up is Halo Reach Spartan 3s. Oh, shit. Halo Reach is Spartan 3s. Okay. All right. Which is wild. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, fuck. Okay. You might have to kind of condense this when you edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is gonna be um, this is gonna be a lore dump for all the people who want to know. But um, or no, or not, you're getting it anyway. Right, uh, like you're. This is this is this is. You can't escape this. 
Um, so the Spartan 3 project is Noble Team. Noble Team are Spartan 3s. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. That's crazy. I didn't think about this. So Kurt, who was renditioned <laughs> away from his team, uh, this takes place before... Uh, where's this showing up? This might have to be a separate episode of Nah, nah we'll, get into, we'll get into Halo 4. We'll get into Halo 4. The first group of Spartan 3s is known as Alpha Company. They were sent to Onyx to be trained at Camp Kurahi. It was led by Kurt Ambrose, a Spartan 2 who'd been abducted by Oni to administer the program. Of the 497 candidates who were at conscripted, only 300 became Spartans. The cl this class of Spartans all survived the augmentations and was activated uh, in November of 2536. Their record was at first exemplary as they saw action at these places. Nine months after activation, they were deployed on Prometheus, um, a mission to destroy a Covenant shipyard on asteroid K749. All 300 Spartans deployed on the mission were killed. Fuck. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a costly mistake. Kurt, uh, Kurt and CPO Mendez had extracted a number of Spartans from the general population of Alpha Company before Prometheus. These Spartans were reassigned to other units uh, within other branches of the military. Many were issued Mjolnir armor, and at least seven of them remained as active as early as twenty, as of early twenty-five fifty-two. Carter, June, Emil, and Tom, all of whom were on Noble Team. Mm -hmm. So okay, so Noble Team and Halo Reach are Spartan threes. So Spartan threes exist when Reach falls. Which is Halo 1. So in Halo 1, the Spartan 3 program has happened. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of get that impression. Yeah. Um, and then Spartan... So how old is Chief now? Chief was <laughs> Chief's like 45. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chief's like 45, 50. Spartan 3. that's one program. of the lines. What's the name of the, uh, the, um, the Admiral that he um, disobeys when he... Oh, when and Halo leaves, 4? That guy's a dick. Mm. Um, what is that guy's name? It's something uh, Hispanic. It's in my notes. It's something it's in my Hispanic. Names, but, um, it's in my notes, but, but when he but when he's, he says, I'd, I'd rather trust something than an aging Spartan and a, and a broken down AI or whatever yeah. he says, something like that. Yeah, he comes, he comes after John a little bit, and John's like, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, bud. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> That's very good. Um, when does Halo 5 take place? I can answer the question of how old Chief is right now. What year okay. is Halo 4? Because that's what we're on. Halo 4 is... Not the year it released, you idiot. <laughs> 2557. I actually had that written down. <laughs> Could Great. have told you that. And Chief was, okay. born, in, Chief was born in 2511. <laughs> So he's 46. Okay. He's 46, 46 at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have down 2557. That's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so... so he, um, but with his augmentation and all that, and, yeah. and chief years... <laughs> well, yeah, he's probably he's probably not nearly as actually old. He's just... He's not middle-aged. He's like 30. But, he's like in his 30s, technically. Um, or... Well, or, after, he's older, I mean, or he's older, or he's older, because we know bigger dogs, which is not a good example, but, like, bigger creatures live yeah. less, because, for some reason, that's just the law of nature. 
So, like, be Chief being mm-hmm. huge and being augmented as much as he has may not live That'd to be, be 100. He may only live to be 60 and die of old age because well, his body is just under class. too much stress. Right, he's first class. Nobody knows how long they live. Yeah, yeah no one, none of them have lived long enough to know. No, um, nobody knows. But, yeah, Del Rio is the guy that uh, oh, is the, right. the little, he's, he's sh- the animal, little right? shit bird that tries to come oh. after Master Chief's age. An All aging right, Spartan. Let's do this Spartan. a little more chronologically. So we have this wonderful movie at the beginning of Halo 4. Yeah. Where they're questioning um, Dr. Halsey, and now we know why, because it's alluding to Yeah, so I think, I think the, the most yeah. important part is that it's it's alluding to the Spartan 4s that we're going to see in Halo 4, mm-hmm. which is the mm-hmm. perfection of the project, right? Like, you can make Spartans now. It's easy. We can do it. And now we have super right. soldiers that we can just use. And it's still right. the few and the proud, but it's not the kidnapped... <laughs> Yeah, um, we can do it above board and not be morally uh, ethically reprehensible. <laughs> right, right. Okay, okay. So, all right. So, um, it's four years later. They're in space. They're floating around on the the leftovers uh, of the. Um... Oh no! It's the ship that they try to leave on in amber clad. It's not an amber clad. No, it's forward under dawn. dawn. It's forward under dawn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had that written down too. Forward yeah. under dawn. Okay, so they're they're drifting in space. They've been sending out a distress signal for four years. Master Chief has been in cryo. I want to know where Cortana was because at the beginning of the move, beginning been, of the game, she's been in her, she's been in their head. She's she's been in a stasis too because mm-hmm. she wakes up and she's disoriented. No, I think she wakes up and is like, wait, what's happening? Because there's there's beacons going off. Yeah. She couldn't okay. put herself to sleep, though. Mm-hmm. Because if she put herself to sleep, then she wouldn't be watching. Who, who, yeah, she couldn't watch. Uh, so, okay. It didn't so make like, it seem like she could come out of some sort of a... Yeah. So, uh, like, altered the, the crazy thing is that, like, AI have a lifespan of, like, seven years All right. total. And, she, and then they start to so go she, into rampancy. Mm-hmm. And rampancy is this when, is like... Uh, rampancy is when like an AI will um, literally think themselves to death. Yeah, they have too much information. They have right. too much information. So like they uh, just compound all of their n- knowledge databases essentially, um, and just over redundancy themselves to death. They can't think straight right. because they have too much information because it's too much of a buildup. Because humans, you know, we've made AI, but we haven't perfected them. They don't have any way to like select and delete non-essential information. Right. And the human, the human brain, the human brain does this for us automatically, right? The older you get, the more the your memories in the past start to fade, and so like you're able to maintain a little bit of uh, cognizance uh, as you go because you're you're losing a little bit from the back end. Not that humans have a finite amount of memory. no, but I think you shuffle it around and um, and you, you file it away in uh, non-essential data. It's there. Sometimes you can pull it out. Sometimes you can't. You store it differently. Um, okay, can I just say, though, at the beginning of the game, when she receives the distress beacon and she knows it's she's got to do something, and she, she decides to wake up Master Chief right up there with my top two uh, lines from all the games that I've played is, I need Wake you. up, Chief. I need you. I need you. Yep. That's oh, yep. right up there. So uh, that's way up. I was trying to look up the the date that Cortana was given to Chief. 
Uh, Cortana's matrix would have been unlikely to be successful, and this, the typical seven-year life cycle estimate may not apply to her. May not apply to her. But at well, the right. very least, she was made in 2549, and we're in 2557. Okay. So she's uh-huh. past that seven-year cycle. And she spent months in a ship being, like, endlessly attacked by the Gravemind, who is the biggest base of information in the universe. Um, because the Gravemind's eternal. He's lived forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was in her head. She says as much in Halo 4 or Halo 3 right. when you find her. So she comes back broken. And then right. gets stuck in a ship to her thoughts for four years. And as a computer, to her, like, minutes take hours. And she was there alone for four years. So, like, mm-hmm. you can only imagine what state she's what? in. What she was doing. And and it does yeah. not go well. <laughs> it does not. It goes downhill from there, doesn't it? Yeah, but she does she's, she's, she's almost eight inst- years old. She's almost instantly problematic. Mm-hmm. Like, you're leaving Forward Unto Dawn as you collapse into Requiem, as Requiem pulls you into that hole. And, mm-hmm. like, she's, as you're doing things, she's, like, taking too long. And Chief's like, Cortana, what's going on? And yeah, she's like, I'm right. sorry, Almost I'm sorry, me. I'm figuring it out. And then you hit the ground, and she starts talking in, like, multiple voices. And mm-hmm. Chief's like, Cortana? And she's like, I'm dying. And he's like, we'll find Halsey, it'll be fine. Because Chief does not want to deal with the thought of losing her. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, we'll be good. We'll, we'll find Halsey. We'll go. Uh, stop talking about it, basically. And she's like, Chief, we need to talk about this. And he's like, no. <laughs> he doesn't say that as much, but he ignores her completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here we go. So um, we're still on the forward under dawn. Well, and, no, not necessarily. Uh, <laughs> we're surrounded by the forward under dawn. But that right, ship is now rubble because Chief got yanked off of it into requiems somehow chief fell to a planet with a ship falling with him and didn't die <laughs> because if anything mm-hmm. chief falls from high heights and doesn't die that's what he does yeah um okay so i i did this when we're we're talking about odst i jumped forward to four now i'm going to jump forward to five it's the opening scene of halo five with all of them jumping from space mm-hmm. Not and space flying Around, no, I know the atmosphere, and they're flying around and down, and they land and they roll and they shoot, 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 and then the very next scene is the live action, and we go pink, 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 die, plunk, 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 die. Well, that's just because okay. that's just because you're you're not as good as a as a Spartan four, right? But but we're supposed to be playing a a, a murder of chiefs or a whatever we figured that we would call four chiefs running around. I thought about calling it a cur. A murder of chiefs? That's not it. <laughs> a cur? No, maybe maybe a cur. Cur chiefs? Cur chiefs? Oh, gross. No, I, I, I can't do that one. Ugh. Ugh. Um, ugh. I know, terrible. A brief, so, um, a brief of just, chiefs. Um, a brief of chiefs? Okay, so back at four. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> no, that was one of my good. observations. That's that's kind of how Halo cinematics are. It's like the Spartans oh, yeah. take down their targets pretty quickly, but in the game, you obviously can't kill things that fast because it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yes, it why, was. Why? Why I, like I don't. Much. <laughs> why they don't just have 
the Spartans have to take down shields like we do is bizarre to me. But also mm-hmm. in the the sh- the books, you encounter the Covenant as these beings with shields, but like the shields only stop ballistics. So if you get close and stab them, it's fine. It only okay. the shields only like stop high velocity ballistics in some cases, and in other cases, like Chief can boost the shield density beneath his feet and feel like he's sliding across the floor. So maybe it is just a static barrier. It's weird. This is the yeah. this is the part of the show where we tell you that, uh, like the Marvel movies, there are certain things you have to just accept as core conceits and then move on. <laughs> the cutscenes are going right. to look cool, and it's not going to be how the game plays. Uh, well, which and is then stupid, we, but it happens. And yeah. that's, that's our thing. And we did. We we have been playing on heroic. So and we were we playing can, with the difficulty up. Yeah. Yes. If you so put it on easy. If you put it on easy, which is what the Spartans make the Covenant look like, mm-hmm. then it would be pretty quick. You'd probably pretty. run through things pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, all right, so back to four. I'm sorry, I'm always doing that. I'm always skipping ahead. I apologize. But here fine. we are. Um, I'm used to it now. So, so uh, remind me what happens then. So, so she wakes up Chief, and then Chief gets... Did he get sucked out of the forward into she, dawn? No, she wakes up. She wakes up, Chief, because the Covenant are there. Yeah, and he's like, and "Didn't we defeat and the Covenant?" And, and they're she, approaching the planet too, right? No. No. Okay. Yes, but right. no. Yeah, Requiem. We, we get woken up because the Covenant are there, and we're confused because the war with the Covenant's over. And she's we like, thought. "These are a different sect of mm-hmm. religious zealots, maybe. Who knows? Maybe they don't know the war's over." And then. Um, yeah, the, have, the ship gets have to run around the ship and the forward under dawn and turn stuff on for her. No, the ship no. gets hit by a pulse, and you're like, What's that? and you make your way to the surface, and there's a giant opening yeah. of a planet yeah. that's like scanning okay. you, and you're like, Well, this isn't good, and there's a bunch <laughs> of covenant there, and you have to turn yeah. on you have to turn on the uh, the ship battery so that you can fire rockets at the ships that are above you. So yeah. that you can like get them off of you, but then uh, Requiem starts sucking you into its into inside it because it's a shield world that's hollow on the yeah. inside. Right. So yeah, it's, is it a is it a man made planet like yeah. like Ohalo? It's a forerunner okay. planet. Mm-hmm. The forerunners, so the forerunners made the, the forerunners made worlds to hide in when they turn on the rings. They just never made it. Oh, okay. So Requiem was a place you would have gone and hidden when, when you turn the rings on because it's made of metal and it's got a protective shell that keeps everything inside it safe. The mm-hmm. Covenant just never got to do that. Or the, sorry, the Forerunners just Forerunner. never got to do that. Okay. Um, but some, but they kind of did because the Didact is here. And the rings did fire. So some people, some some Forerunners survived. A Forerunner survived the Didact. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah. What were we saying? So then, okay. So you get sucked so in the then, Requiem. Cortana's yeah. like, I'm broken. Chief's like, we'll find Halsey. And then you just kind of right. go. Um, you're following like a signal, and the signal takes you to the core of the planet. Or uh, Can I just back up real quick? Yeah. R- real quick. When he lands on the planet, he's stunned. Right? He's I laying mean, there. Yeah. And she's going, Chief, are you okay? Okay. I want The reason why I brought that up is. They zoom in on his hand, and his hand goes, 
little twitch. Yeah. And I wondered how many times have we seen that? Yeah, that's absolutely a callback. Yeah. Yeah. The little the little twitch of his nervous system or his exosystem or whatever it is, it says I'm still alive. So I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. <sighs> we see it in um Halo three and Halo Four. Yeah. Okay. And kind of in the Halo Five trailer, we're less than like twenty four hours away from that trailer, and I'm losing my mind. I know I can't hardly stand. For those it. of you who are listening okay. to this later, we're recording this the day before the July twenty third Xbox game event, which is going to have Halo yeah. in it, and they've released the Halo cover art. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna drink Halo. <laughs> I'm beyond just like, oh, cool. Um, I can't think about anything else right now, um, but that's fine. Here you go. Look at our chat. Look at this image I'm gonna share with you right now. Oh, oh on my phone. Yeah. Um. What? You're on your computer. Just use. Look at it on the computer. Oh, oh, it did pop up. It, well, it took. There was a delay there. Oh, oh hot damn. Yeah, that's really gorgeous. So yeah. how appropriate. Also, fun fact: if you zoom into his, if you zoom into his visor very closely, the reflection yeah. in his visor is of a brute. And I, I don't know how to do it. Ooh, there we go, full screen. Oh, really? Yeah. Here, someone did it for us. Uh, copy image. <laughs> how appropriate that we're doing this today before that reveal. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Let me, let me full screen it real quick. Yep, that's a brute in his mask holding a gravity hammer. Isn't that gorgeous? What a beautiful, beautiful image. Oh, very painterly. Yes, it's very good. It's very good. Very and, good. and fun oh, fact, yeah. this image is uh, a reference to the original Halo. That was oh. the cover art for the original. Yes, it is. Wow, have we come a long way from his yep. his uh, dull green suit? It's very good. Ah, anyway, very good. anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. This is this just keeps uh, it's not going away anytime soon, and I want it to be going away, but I don't want it to go away because I oh. love it. Um, we we just landed on Requiem crash site the. The rubble of the Ford and the Dawn just crashed into Requiem. It's still sending out its beacon. It's distress beacon, which turns out to be extremely problematic mm -hmm. because Infinity crashes into the planet and to rescue them. It yeah, it's confusing to me. I don't remember exactly because it's been like six months since we finished playing this, but um, uh, I'm confused as to whether or not it's the Infinity's signal that's calling them in. Or, sorry, it's the Forward into Dawn signal that's calling them in. Or... No, it is. It totally is. Because, okay, so they go to the center of... They, they, the Cortana and Chief track down a signal. And the signal they track down is... Uh, Infinity. Infinity's, but it's coming from the center of the planet, not outside the planet. Because it's being relayed through a thing in the center of the planet. And when they're mm -hmm. finally able to communicate with Infinity after encountering Prometheans for a second, um, oh, don't they, don't you go to the core and awake and wake up the 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 homie first? 
Who died that? Yeah. Uh, Didact, not yet. That's he's later. They get there and warn them away. Uh, yeah, oh, Chief goes to deact- Chief goes Chief goes to deactivate the the communication, but instead accidentally wakes up the Didact. Yeah, we're trying the to didact- save the didact- Infinity from getting Yeah, sucked in and you think you're going to turn off the transmission, and instead you actually unleash the Didact from his casket. But we we skipped over something what? when they when they when they land on Requiem. Cortana has the talk. No, we didn't skip over that. We didn't skip over that. But but we we did mention it, but he says that that we have to get her to to the uh, Infinity so we can get her to Earth, so we can get her fixed. And you know what she says, right? Don't make a girl a promise you can't keep. That's right. Yeah. We we just could not skip over that. (laughs) (laughs) We did. You couldn't skip over it. You were like, hold on. I wrote this down. It must be said. That's my my second favorite quote. (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Um, But yeah, Chief accidentally wakes up the didact um, and doesn't change the transmission. So Infinity still shows up and crashes. And then the didact tries to attack it. And you meet Lasky again. Again. I think you're jumping ahead. Of what? Go ahead. Okay, well, all right. I, I, I think we're just... Um, you I'm, you go up talking. and wake up the didact. And uh-huh. then when you wake up the didact, he pops up in that ball and flies uh-huh. away. And then you get to the surface and Infinity comes in and flies over your head. And that ball uh-huh. pops up and chases it. So then you have to go after the Infinity... And then you have to repel the Prometheans that are coming after it. And then you go into the Infinity and you're like walking around on the walkers and doing all that cool stuff. But that's like when Lasky gets introduced. That's when Amanda Palmer gets introduced, the Spartan, the leader of the Spartan Fours. Um, Lasky and Chief have history, as you know. Yeah. Um, from Forward Unto Dawn, the show. Um, and then like... Wasn't Lasky the one that went with Halsey on what? this on this, the original missions to uh, abduct the children? No. Isn't that Lasky? Who no. was that? That was Captain Keys. Keys, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That has all kinds of implications. Um, uh, Captain Keys really? and Captain Keys and Halsey have a kid. Really. Miranda Keys from Halo Two and Three is Captain Keys's daughter, and Doctor Halsey's I? daughter. Yes. By Halsey. Yes. Is their kid. Okay. I guess I'd forgotten that. You had, you we probably that. haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I probably just <laughs> spoiled it. Um, but but Miranda is Halsey and, and and Jacob's kid. While we're running around um, trying to disrupt the signal, uh, Cortana starts manufacturing portals. This is the first time that capability has been known. But it's not her. She's not. It's not she an ability. She just activated the ship's portals. Yeah, yeah, that's not an ability she has. She's just turning on gates on Requiem. I wondered about that because yeah. they had they were a construct. Yeah, she's and just opening. Have- she's just turning on okay. gates on the planet for forerunner gates. She's so, not. I, she's not earned some new ability. <laughs> she's. Oh, thank you. At first, I thought that. Then I started noticing they were actually have. They had an actual, you know, corporeal. <laughs> not right. corporeal. Body. But anyway, they were an actual concert. But anyway, I, that's another point where I wanted to uh, highlight the yeah. sci-fi tropes. We just take those for granted anymore. Portals. 
it's a very, it's a very, um, as opposed to being what Star Trek does, where it's like, we figured it out. We figured out transportation. Um, Halo doesn't do that. Halo's like, no, there was a, there are beings like a hundred thousand years before you who yep. created planets and they figured it out. So right. you don't have to figure out how humans got there. You don't have to figure well, out how humans got there. It's just technology that is above them, and it's still above them. Scene, which cutscene with Didact talks about the the disease that human life is? We we existed for hundreds of thousands of years and developed our technology, and they just grab onto it and use it to to do their ghastly. Well, human at thing. the very end, he talks about that. How his whole purpose was to. Uh, mm-hmm. save the forerunners and the humans are what he's saving the forerunners from but like right. his wife the librarian saw humans as those who would take up the mantle after the forerunners died off and died that's his wife yeah <laughs> yeah librarians oh my wife. gosh i did not know that yeah she heard um, the librarian's job is to make a catalog of all species in the universe and that was her mm-hmm. job for her entire life and she saw the potential in humans and chose them as the ones meant to pick up and take on the mantle. The didact hated humans and wanted to destroy them because they had been fighting a war with the humans for a long time. And the they never got over their beef. Um, they're still... Mm-hmm. Like the didact still thinks his wife is misinformed and the, the, the librarian is still defiant despite the didact's power and drive to eliminate humanity from existence. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, okay, so when, when do we meet Lasky and Palmer? Lasky's the exo. When do we actually meet them? When we, when we get up, when we get inside Infinity? Yeah. After they cr- crash land, they don't really crash though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, well, they do. They crash and like, they crash and like Did- skid across the ground. Yeah, Didact prevents it from breaking apart because they did comment on that. Should have been a lot more damage than there was because Didact wanted the ship intact. Yeah, he I wanted assume. to take his army out and yeah, go do shit. Uh huh. Sure. So um, okay, so that's where we meet last game and Palmer. Okay. Um, yep. Okay, so then. My next comment is, I, I don't know how, how long you want to talk about it, but um, yeah. when I did the review for this podcast, I played our game playthrough, mm-hmm. and I stopped it at that cutscene, and I listened to it 10 seconds at a time, rewound it, took notes. It took me forever to unravel that. That is a dense, dense narrative. You think? Holy cow. Oh my gosh, yes. Because huh. the, part of it assumes that you know a certain amount of this, 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 uh, the, the, the super narrative, the meta narrative. And I didn't. So I had to go back and listen, listen, listen. And I finally got it. And remember, I contacted you immediately after and went, oh my gosh, I understand, I understand. You know, um, Chief has been has been selected. I th- this is kind of where it breaks down for me. I'm not sure I totally understand this, but uh, he is the only one that's able to resist the composer. Ergo, um, the didact. Everything they throw at him after she does that last bit of 
of evolution on him. He's the only one that can resist the composer. Yeah. The composer was used to uh, assimilate humans into Prometheans. Right. And I, and I, I was just like, how many times have I heard that not understood what it was talking about? It's powerful. Yeah. But so the what the the whole the whole crux of the story that Halo Four is putting forward is that the flood were an issue for the for the forerunners. Obviously, they created the rings to destroy the flood, uh, to destroy the flood's food source, knowing they couldn't destroy the flood unless they starved it. But that wasn't enough. They had to fight the flood to get to where they could be safe, and the that that video with the librarian like proposes or not proposes but describes the two fronts they were divided on how to combat the flood one was the rings one was assimilation into non-biological bodies so that they could fight the flood without the fear of the flood eating them and taking them over and the composer was that the composer was let's turn yeah. the coven or the forerunners into ai essentially Compile the compile their brains and spirits into code and import that code into um, metal frames, mm-hmm. so they can fight the flood without fear right, yeah. of being eaten by the flood and without feeding the flood when they lost. And but- the problem was they never figured out how to reverse the process. The forerunners were not right. The forerunners were not human. No. But, but they were in encrypting humans, synthesizing humans. They existed at the same time. Humans, yeah. Covenant, the humans, elites, like all of okay. these beings were All of them were being conscripted. Okay. No, 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 all not right. that, not that. They all existed. The universe as it exists now existed as it did now then, just looked different. Mm-hmm. The elites were doing different things. Humans were doing different things. They were all large cultures when the Forerunners were at the peak of their game. It's just when they wiped the slate clean, everything started over and the Forerunners didn't come back because they were the ones that wiped the slate clean. So they create the composer to digitize themselves, never figure out how to reverse it. And so that project has sort of failed, despite the fact that the didact keeps using it because he realizes we can't bring them back, but I fucking hate the humans anyway. So if I just keep compiling them, I can turn them into my army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But but what was the abomination that resulted from them trying to return... uh, Attempts to reverse. I don't think we ever see that. It just okay. didn't work. It just did not uh-huh. work at all. So the, she said personalities fractured and attempts to return them to their biological states created abominations. I just wondered, had I missed that? No, I don't think uh, we saw that. I think that's her just saying, like, we tried and it didn't yeah. work. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of like the, the oh, golly, there have been a lot of of movies and games that have explored that. And for instance, um, uh, well, the new up, uplinking our consciousness and then trying to on the on the predication that we'll be able to return it and then oh I sure yeah that's disintegration. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, that's disintegration. One hundred percent is we uploaded ourselves to, to mechanical bodies to avoid a plague right. and then right. we can then we can reintegrate and in that game, but the yeah. Yeah, um, which okay. is also okay. by uh, Marcos Marcos Leto, who did a lot of Halo stuff. So, uh, okay, can you give can you give our all of our fans, all two that are listening, um, a teaser with um, Mr. Leto? What happens with Mr. Leto in? Uh, oh, he'll he's like he probably won't be on the show, but we had an experience with him. Yeah. Yeah, while playing Halo Reach, yeah. which was really cool. 
uh, that's all we're going to talk about because my grandma loves to try and skip ahead to other <laughs> others. It's a other... teaser. Yes. 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 Um, so you'll have to you'll have to watch the gameplay as well as the podcast because that was a <laughs> yeah fun uh, giggly moment. Okay, just, but, that was a teaser. The didact uses the composer to compile humans into his soldiers, which are what the Prometheans right. are, which is why when their masks open up, you see human skulls. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, that is against the librarian's, like, edict for existence. She's supposed to protect the species around the, the galaxy. The evolution of And species. her husband, no, just protect them. Uh-huh. Just protect okay. them, period. She's a librarian, right? Librarians don't right. uh, don't edit the books that they keep in their walls. They just collect them. Well, then, can you explain to me what she says about... So, um... she locks the didact away in prison, and you accidentally unle- unleash him in the beginning of this game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, because it's been dozens of thousands of years, if not hundreds of thousands of years, since the Forerunners last were doing things, um, the librarian has been existing in the mantle... Which is this like place above the universe that is just this stream heaven. of data? No, it's not. It's not even heaven. <laughs> it's a stream of data. It's like an internet that connects the galaxy, and yeah. the forerunners figured out how to access this, which is why their AI don't age, because it's endless space for information. So well, that's where Didact has been because he didn't no. age for however many. No, he's been in a, he's been in a cryo box. He was in that ball. He flies around. You open it and he comes out of it. He was locked in stasis, which is why he didn't age. The mantle makes a, this is important to a Cortana's whole story because she's dying because she doesn't have enough space. And Mm -hmm. the man, the mantle exists and the librarian is alive in the mantle as an AI construct and has been there for thousands of years. If not hundreds of thousands, which is big for Cortana if they can get her into the mantle. Okay. Because she wouldn't be going insane anymore. But right. because the librarian's been in there for so long, she's figured out how to maybe not use the composer in reverse, but how to make someone immune to the composer's Which a- is what? effect. And so she Wait, then... What? She's imbued uh, chief of that. She then... Um, yeah. She then uh, ev- like literally forces evolution on chief well he, she asks if if and he says is there any way i can defeat the didact without it she said no and he said okay well yeah so but i mean like acquiesced. i don't mean she forces it on him i mean like she forces evolution before uh. evolution would naturally happen she evolves him ahead of time so that uh, okay he can... so that's my question that's my biggest question about the game is um she said this, and I wrote it down because it's so profound. Uh, chief is a result of a thousand lifetimes of planning. You are the culmination of a thousand lifetimes of planning. He um, he is immune to the computer. He a composer. He has to finish his evolution. So what does she mean though? She she he is a result of a thousand lifetimes of planning. Yeah. How, how? Because the librarian so plans everything. So so Halsey's really not to blame. Because she's been manipulated by the No, not librarian. necessarily. Halsey just oh. found him. Okay. It's kind of like, it's uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's really lofty sure I have an answer to and that. strange. Yeah. Uh, but it's, so the, the 
the librarian has the ability to imprint people with the memories of previous people. And so she imprints, like, the reason why 343 and Chief interact with each other so familiarly, familiarly, God. Yeah. Familiarly. Familiarly. familiarly The first time. Mm -hmm. Is there's rumors, it's not been confirmed, but there's a chance that, so, like, 343 Guilty Spark used to be a human. That's not a rumor. That's 100% true. 343 Guilty Spark was a human named Chakas, who you will read about eventually in the Forerunner trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was turned into 343 Guilty Spark uh, 1001 217 BCE. So over 104,000 years ago. 103,000 years ago. Um... And Chakas was, like, wounded, and the librarian, like, basically composes him into this, this AI Eli? construct. Eli? Huh? What was he protecting? Who was he protecting? Which, which, which? Insta- which facility? Installation which 04. Okay. Halo 1. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's a while back. That's why I couldn't remember. Okay. Um, so, librarian had snatched Cortana? What? Did hadn't the librarian taken up Cortana for a period of time? No. And then she reappeared, and Chief got her back, and ran through the portal. Didn't didn't librarian get a hold of her? No. Okay. What was what? Wonder what happened. What made me think about that? Think that it happened. Okay. Never mind. So the rumor is that Chief is Riser, who was one of Chakas's friends. Or that Chief has been imprinted with yeah, 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 um, yeah. Riser's memory. But regardless, what I think the for what the what the librarian is saying with thousands of years of planning is that like she's pointing out that Master Chief is humanity at its peak, which is where she needs them to be to be able to do what they need to do next. Which is being which was actually a quote at the beginning of the game from Halsey, she said something about him being the pinnacle of yeah. human evolution. Yeah, okay. and that's that's what I think the, the, the librarian means about planning okay. in a more broad sense. Acutely, she may be actually referring to her imprinting Gaia's into people and it ending up the way she wants it to. But I think what she's saying is like, you are the result of the librarian going, this is what humans need to do and structuring their learning path and then just kind of pushing them and hoping that they get there. And so when they show up and they're there, she's like, it worked. You're mm-hmm. the result of what I tried to preserve when gotcha. I had the ability to preserve it. Um, if, I, if I were um, to uh, accede even just a tiny little degree of uh, people's arguments that this 343 changed things a little bit too much, it might be that. That, might, that whole thing might be where people lost it. I loved it, but I could hmm. see where people who just want a first-person shooter, um, you know. Oh well, shame on them because Halo's never just been a first-person shooter. Right, but I mean, it's like if we, the way a lot of people played it. Yeah, but if you think about this game, if you think about this game compared to Halo Two, mm-hmm. which we've talked about already in the last couple episodes, but Halo Two, which is 
simultaneously the story of a religious zealot's disenfranchisement from the religion that raised him mm-hmm. right next to a super soldier who's trying to destroy the pillars of that society. Like, this is not too heady mm-hmm. at all. And what the what the librarian says, without all of the depth I just added to it, which is not part of the game, right? I, if you sit back and think about it, then you'll mm-hmm. you'll figure if you if you Google it you'll learn this stuff. But if you <laughs> sit with just what the librarian says, she gives you a really short, really compact. This is how things happened. We tried to fight the flood. We couldn't do it ourselves. We created the rings. We couldn't get to those. So we tried to make ourselves robots. It didn't work. And now my husband has the thing that turned us into robots that doesn't work and wants to use it against the people. And the only way for you to fight him is if I make you immune to it. That's the whole thing she says. That's it. Okay. Right. Which isn't that bad. I said it in a couple of sentences and it makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, it was a lot harder it, for me to get it. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you, dig, <laughs> yeah, when you dig into it and like, look at all the like possible things that she could be referencing or the things that she just doesn't say, but could be absolutely what she's mentioning. Um, then it gets deeper. And I think mm-hmm. that maybe people that were confused by this initially may have Googled it and gotten answers that were way deeper and way more dependent yeah. on the books that they want than, than, than what they wanted. When in reality, like, if you just replay that scene, what she says is... De- is like I did. <laughs> yeah, if you just replay that scene, what she says is self-evident of what's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's what happened, and here's why this is a problem, and here's who we are. So let's go fix this now. Um, yeah, let's fix it. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, for sake of time, we probably should should move past the librarian. Okay. Yeah, we're in the back. We're in the back. The back nine of this. Um, and we're back on the surface of Requiem, aren't we? Yeah, because Chief goes and tells Del Rio what's going on. Right. And he Del Rio's ordered, like, "We gotta go." Yeah, Del Rio's like, "We gotta go," and Chief's like, "Uh, what? No, we can't leave. No, we have to we do have this." To go the yeah, because yeah. the didact's gonna try and wipe out humanity. Oh, but Del Rio pops a really, um, pulls out a really dynamic phrase that is almost a, a code to chief and and it's not fair he says you of all people should know the value of living to fight another day that who was his mentor in the very beginning in of the fall of reach in the book that told him that who was his first mentor his teacher mendez? said might have been cpo mendez maybe yeah yeah he's he, he taught him that he said you know, because because at that point it was all just kill, 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 and he said sometimes it, it's more important to live to fight another day. And and Del Rio used that on him, and it's just. But Chief said, "I'll see you later." <laughs> he grabs Cortana and he takes off. Yeah. And and Lasky helps him, which was a great scene. There wasn't anybody in the bridge that was going to um, turn against Master Chief. Nobody. Well, there's yeah, there's a there's a uh, a moment in that argument, right? Um, mm-hmm. where, where <laughs> you can see Lasky go, no, Del Rio's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because Chief's like, this is what's happened. This is what we saw. This oh, is who we talked to. And we need to do this. And he's like, like, I'm going to believe what yes. you might have seen. And yeah. Lasky's like, why the fuck would he lie? It's Master Chief. Is, what? Is, what? This, is, this is what he says. Why should I believe 
an aging Spartan and a malfunctioning AI. I'm not willing to jeopardize my ship because of the hallucinations of an aging Spartan and his malfunctioning AI. <laughs> this is where he says that line. Yeah, it's, he's so far <laughs> up his ass. He's so far up his yeah. ass. And Lasky is about to have a fit. He doesn't want to doesn't want to mutiny. He doesn't want to disobey a direct order. But but Del Rio gets in Chief's face and says, "I'm ordering you to give me that chip of Cortana." Yeah. And and he just takes off, turns around, and, and walks away. Yeah, I'm sure he said something to that, but I can't remember what. No, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm he... ordering you to relinquish that chip. And then, and then he tells Lasky and whoever's behind him—I forget which. Um, who was it? Was it not one of the other females characters? Which was it? Standing on the bridge with them, and he says, "Arrest him! I'm ordering you." Oh yeah, it's like Amanda Amanda Palmer, the Spartan Four. <laughs> oh, well, that was that was Amanda. Okay, yeah, sure her and I think others. They're like arrest him, and I was like, no one's no. Oh no! You know what I saw? I'm watching it for the millionth time. Hmm. There are there are desks around the room, and when they're having this argument, there's a guy over uh, behind Chief between Chief and Lasky, and he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's looking over his shoulder, Not... and he's. <laughs> giants of of the of of the, his world are arguing it out <laughs> and del rio losing his shit <laughs> yeah it's uh it's no good it's no good so fun yeah. fact fun fact this is for the lore folks who have already been super excited by how deep this episode got um when Del Rio sends Lasky to go stop John, and John's and Lasky instead gives him a fully outfitted pelican. Yeah. He's just like, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm uh, ordering you to not fly this fully loaded pelican. <laughs> I was supposed to use this to come get you, but it seems like you haven't left, so happy birthday. Um, yeah. They leave and go back to Earth. Infinity just leaves. Like, straight mm -hmm. up does what Del Rio says, and leaves Chief okay. there. And so, fun fact, um, I'm going to read this straight from well, some lore. Del Rio then returned to Earth aboard the Affinity. Sometime before the Didact reached Earth, however, Fleetcom, Admiral Hood, and the rest of UNSC Security Council disagreed with his decisions on Requiem, especially his abandonment of the Master Chief and Cortana. He was relieved from Infinity's command and replaced by Thomas Lasky. Uh, Del Rio then underwent an investigation to judge his actions, and though in initial investigations decided that his analysis to abandon John was proven correct by the failure of the home fleet to slow or stop the mantle's approach from composing New Phoenix in Arizona, it mattered little with the return of the Master Chief and his victory over the didact. Uh, with no prospect for command... Del Rio decided to retire, and by 2558, he'd utilized his connections and accumulated favors to begin an obscure, though rewarding, political career on one of the <laughs> moons of Jupiter, and eventually replaced a deceased senator of the United Earth Government Senate. <laughs> so he, he, he joined the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> he joined the swamp. Oh, that's great. Thank you for that information. I enjoyed that very much. Oh, this is okay, weird. So Del Rio, oh. after the events on Baiko, which I don't know what that is. That's probably something from that's a book. That's one of those moons. That moon. It's probably something from a book. Um, Del Rio called a press conference at the Congressional Plaza, praising the Spartan 4 program and calling for the decommission of the remaining Spartan 2s. 
as well as the arrest of John, calling him a false Spartan and a broken bastardization of a soldier. After the UEG released additional security footage of the attacks, revealing Master Chief's innocence, Del Rio recanted his earlier condemnations and stated that John was a hero. After praising the Spartan, Del Rio took a brief leave of absence, claiming it was due to unrelated family matters. So that's part of the... Um, wow. That's part of the um, Hunt the Truth campaign that came out before Halo 5, which I might have you listen to, because I don't think you have. There's a podcast series that's like 10 episodes long that Halo okay. did um, before Halo 5 called Hunt the Truth, where Oni, because Master Chief was had shown insubordinate behavior in Halo 4, um, tries to manufacture a reason to arrest and or kill him. And creates this, this this thing happens on a colony called Baiko, where it looks like Chief is killing people, just outright killing people. And this this investigator, this investigator, uh, is like sent to make like a, a a profile of the Master Chief, and ends up running into a bunch of people that are lying, and finding out like, wait. Oh, it's so good. The first episode, man, this this reporter, okay. Benjamin Giroux, finds out that Chief um, was on this planet and was a popular kid through elementary school and then in middle school joined the wrestling team. This is this is pre 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 uh, USN, U, UNSC. UNSC. Yeah, this is before he was abducted. Man, it says that he joined the wrestling team and was a top athlete when he was 12. But he was in the core already. Exactly. Oh, okay, I got you. So I was listening to this episode and hearing these testimonies of people that grew up with John. And they're talking about him as a 10-year-old. And I was like, these are lies. This kid was not, this kid was abducted. And so then the the journalist investigates and finds out that it's all lies. And that, like, the Oni was trying to manufacture this picture of a hero um, and hide the fact that he was abducted as a kid. And then they try to pin a bunch of like murders. It's so good. It's so oh good. I didn't okay. know Del Rio was involved in that, but that makes sense. Uh, of course it does. All right, we're, t- we're we're tying a lot of knots together that we're loose. Yeah. Um, okay, so the didact gets to Earth before Chief does, though, and he's and he's starting to do do his com- composing, right? That's what he's doing. He's sending yeah. his big beam. So after all of this, Chief tries to go to a place to like stop the didact from getting it um, at like this research station called Ivanov. Mm. Um, yes. And then the covenant yes, okay. uh, the covenant attacks it, and you're like, great. And then the didact shows up and just snakes the composer out from under them, and then Wait, uses it on the them. Huh? Ivanov is on the ring. Isn't Ivanov on one of the rings? No, Ivanov's in an asteroid belt. Okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Ivanov's in an asteroid belt, and so like the Covenant attack, and you're fighting that off, and then he just comes in and whoop, and then uses it on the station, and composes everybody there, and mm-hmm. you watch the scientist in front of you like delete. Yes. yes. Yeah, which is it's, and it's, all of us when we watched that happen, we went, wait, did they just get assimilated? Yeah, they all get, everybody but Chief. Yeah, because he's got the evolutionary bump from. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but you then and all take of our, a. Of chiefs, yes, uh, and then you take the the fighter to chase down the composer to earth and then fight him. Um, so, the composer's hidden in this gigantic uh ship, and Didact flies down into this 
what looks like a tower, which is really a launching. No, that uh, is the composer. That's composer. Yeah, it's that, it's that a gigantic thing that rises up. We call it the Reaper. That's the composer. That's the composer. Okay, okay. That's it's all, it's all... ship sized. Yes. Yeah, okay. and right, and maneuverable. So he, he flies into it. He flies into it, and then it takes off of Requiem, and then now the chase is on. And he goes into slip space, and we're not on Requiem anymore. He... The composer's not on Requiem. Never was on the station. It's an Ivanov station. Yeah. station. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So so when he leaves. Um, Chief uh, flies the pelican into the shield. Is this where is this where this happened? He flies it into the shield. Hmm. Am I mixing up my games? Uh, maybe. Where he where he flies under the shield when it when it goes through slip space, so that he arrives at the same time. What what game? What am I talking about now? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I might be getting ahead of myself. Yeah, I might be getting ahead of myself. Okay. All right. Okay, so Dr. Filson, she got, she got Dr. Tilson, she got assimilated too. They all tried to evacuate, couldn't. All survivors got disintegrated. Um, here's something I wanted to point out while you're looking that up. Cortana is grieving the loss of all those people. Yeah. And her future dismantling. And Chief didn't. Chief still, although he, they've allowed him to have emotions, he, he, she is his conscience. She is more human than he is. So Chief, who was a human, was no, turned into a... Not. You know what I mean? He was, he was created to become like a machine. She's a machine. She's AI that has become more like a human. And I just feel like they just counterbalance each other. And that without her there, um, you know, because in the book... It describes when he puts the chip in, there's this cold fluid that flows through his mind and hits the back of his eyes and then dissipates. So that she's like not just in his helmet, she's in his being. But she's not though. But she it, but she but but she in a way is that without her he is not as much of a human. I fully believe that Chief has to reclaim Cortana in order to progress as, to evolve as a human being. No, I think, um, I mean, that's definitely a read. I would steer away from saying that he's not human without her because he's most human when she's gone. No, no, but 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 he fully needs her to be a fully. Or I, th- I don't think human. he. I don't think he needs her. I think he he thinks he needs her because mm-hmm. she does the emotional lifting for him. Well, because then, then he wants to. He thing. just wants to be a soldier. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. I think he I needs really to be know. without her to be whole. Because he, oh. because he needs to learn how to be emotional himself. That's a good point. And she's doing it for him. Like he gets yeah. up he gets up and he's like, We need to go stop the didact. And she's like, They're all dead. And he's like, We gotta go. And she's like, But they're all dead and I'm gonna die. And he's like, We gotta go. Mm-hmm. Because to him it's all about details, details, details. We gotta get this done. We gotta save people. And to her, it's we just failed to save people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but more people are going to die. And that, that becomes more and more an argument later when we see um, Cortana die. When Cortana sacrifices herself to save Chief. Yep. Um, she divides herself how many times to overwhelm the shield? Dozens. There's no number. There's not a specific yeah. number. Yeah. So that they can load the nukes so they can blow up the didact 
and and then there's the the great goodbye she, scene where she where is he when she's is, is he in a, some altered universe is she in his consciousness what she's, where is she's that? in his consciousness she's in his consciousness most likely um because and i just my movie trope it reminds me so much of that scene after harry potter dies and he he's in the train station and he talks to um dumbledore Sure. Where did that happen? <laughs> Where yeah. did that scene with Cortana happen? You know. So, so Cortana it's creates a hard light shield around him, mm-hmm. and like basically protects him from the nuclear the nuclear blast. The nuclear. Yeah, I almost said nuclear. She creates <laughs> a hard light shield around him and protects him from a nuclear blast, and like sacrifices herself, creating the fragments that it took to like distract the. The well, actually, yeah, actually, to overwhelm the shield, yes, uh, um, so that the nuke could get through. Right, and so like the the place that they are after that's kind of inconsequential, and I think kind of a <clears throat> it's just like a a moment, right, in time that is created by this. Just like I don't know, it's hard to describe, right? Like. You know how people say like those there's those moments that seem to take forever. I think that was chief more coming to grips with the fact that like she's gone. And she's like I did this to save you so you could go be a human. So you could go live. Yeah, welcome because, home. Because she, you're she not. And she yeah. says welcome home, which is weird because he's not from Earth. It's not it's not his home. It's not. His home's gone. But uh, yeah. I think that's more of a like you. That puzzled me too. You're. I think that's more of a like you're. Okay, you're you now, not us. You're you. Like this is what your reality is going to be from here on out. So, here you are. Um, but that is followed by um, the cussing of him being oh. picked up in the debris, which is very Wait, good. Can I back, back up before that? Yeah. There's a there's a scene earlier on. Where she says, when she's she has her moment of reflection, and she says, "Chief, they'll pair you with another AI, maybe even another Cortana model if Halsey lets them. It won't be me. You know that, right? They they may clone me. You may get another me, but you know it won't be me, right? You know that." Right? She says that she like she's desperate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for him to know that I am me. I am a, some form of a being and they can clone me all they want, want, but it won't be me. And that just was touching. She said it to him twice. You know it won't be me, right? Anyway, I just had to point that out. Which that is funny, funny. <clears throat> because she then clones herself. Mm-hmm. And a clone no, of No, she her, doesn't. She's she just dividing. She, but she, she clones herself, though. She creates, she, she separates the copies of herself into individual mm-hmm. acting copies. And then mm-hmm. we see one of them in Halo 5. Yeah. And it's not her. Mm-hmm. Clearly not her. Right. But she warns Chief about it in Halo 4. She says, look, if they're good, there's going to be copies of me. And they're not going to be me. Yeah. And the next version of Cortana that Chief sees, he knows immediately isn't her. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's he not. He still pursues her. That's not right. He yeah. doesn't know it's not her until he gets there, which is the end of Halo 5, which we're jumping but, ahead. But, like, when yeah. when Halo 5 happens, um, he hears her voice um, and then goes into that weird state where he's, like, seeing things. And mm-hmm. then they're getting back on the ship. 
because he's still messed up from losing her. They get back onto the ship, and Fred and Kelly and Linda are like, are you all right? And he's like, I'm fine. And then they report into the UNSC command, and Lasky's like, we got a group going after Cortana, and then they're like, Cortana? And then Chief's like, I'm going after Cortana. And they're like, no, we got someone else going after it. And he's like, no, negative, <laughs> we're going. And they leave. So that's that. Like, he finds out Cortana's not dead and goes. But when they get to the planet that Cortana's on, activating Guardians, and she talks about her plan, that's when he's like, nope, this, this is isn't you. <laughs> this is not This is not right, um, which is really interesting. Um but there's a really, really, really good moment that makes me cry like nine out of ten times at the end of this game where it has, you know, moved out of cutscene or out of gameplay engine and into cutscene engine and Chief's standing on the deck of the uh, Infinity looking at Earth mm-hmm. in silence and Lasky asks if he has permission to stand with him. And he's like, of course, uh, because it's Chief. He's oh, not going to say no to Superior. And then they have this like short conversation where Lasky's like, as many times, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one sided. Where Lasky's like, as many times as I see it, and as much as I know that it's home, it doesn't feel like home because it's not where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Which is an immediate criticism of what Cortana says to Chief, welcome home. Well, and yeah, also um, an immediate Lasky. parallel to the two of them not feeling like they're at home anywhere because their planets where they're from is no longer a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Lasky is just as important a bridge to humanity to chief as Cortana is because they're not all that different. Just one wasn't, mm-hmm. one wasn't turned into a super soldier. Um, but, but Lasky, what did, what did Lasky say to him about you? you act, oh, he said something about, no, don't, don't ruin uh, it. Uh, what? soldiers stop i'm telling this i'm telling this story stop it i'm trying to get to it gracefully and you're jumping ahead in true character um i'm 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 shutting up now. but he's talking about earth and talking about earth being home and like how it's not to either of them and then uh he realizes chief hasn't said anything he's just (laughs) staring and so he tries to like appeal to uh, his emotion and be like, I there's I have no I have no way of understanding how you feel. What you're going through. Or what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Like this is Yeah. I I have no way to understand this. Yeah. Um and then Chief says. Chief says, uh well, what does he oh it's dumb. I can't I can't believe A I soldier's can't. job is to protect humanity. Here, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Gonna play I'm gonna play it. Yeah, why not? Why I not? think that's verbatim. That's a big ship. Yeah, it's like three kilometers long. It's huge. I love the way he startles here. Not here. Mind if I join you? Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Of course yeah. not, sir. He was deep in thought. At ease, Chief. Feels kind of odd for you to call me, sir. Beautiful, isn't she? I don't get to see her often enough. 
I grew up in New Harmony. Attended Corbulo Military Academy. Never saw Earth in person until I was an adult, but... I still think of her as home. You don't talk much. You don't talk much, do you? <laughs> Chief, I won't pretend to know how you feel. And I've lost people I care about, but... Never anything like you're going through. Our duty, as soldiers, is to protect humanity. Whatever the cost. You say that like soldiers and humanity are two different things. I mean, soldiers aren't machines. We're just people. I'll let you have the deck to yourself. Gets me every time. Every time. Every single time. The music. Great said that to me, to me once. About being a machine. Yeah, so that's... Ah! That's a thing. Oh. That's a he, thing. When, he's, when he says that, um, Chief, Chief's head swivels around. Chief recoils, dude. He yeah. doesn't do that. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it gets me every time. Every time I see that, I get, I get goosebumps. Oh every my God. time. So that seems incredible. And like, it's Chief, you know, becoming to grips with who he is outside of the partnership he's been in his whole life. And then... That's kind of where the game leaves us. We get a monologue from the didact about how he was supposed to be the protector of his people. And how can yeah. you blame him for just wanting to protect his people? Which falls a little short for me because uh, the Forerunners are gone, homie. Yeah. So who, why are you still adamant about destroying the humans? Um, but then yeah. that ends with Chief taking off his armor in a room full of Spartan Fours. Who all probably think they're big shit. And then Chief walks <laughs> down the... the, <laughs> the <laughs> the catwalk and everyone's like oh this guy this guy like you said like you said when we were playing it his armor is so heavy it comes off it hits the ground and just goes it doesn't bounce just because his armor weighs like two thousand pounds it's not light uh and like that was so great yeah everyone's just standing in awe and like the people that walk up to him and take his armor off as he puts his arms out come up to his chest and they're like adults and he's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to, thanks. And they just, oh, it's so good. Will we ever, ever, ever get to see his face? When he dies, yes. You think so? He'll die eventually. He'll die someday. You see all the other Spartans without their helmets. Yeah, but and these. And the Yeah, and there was an argument for a while that maybe Master Chief not showing his face was uh, an argument that it's because we're supposed to believe we're the Master Chief, but that's, that ship has mm. sailed, I think, because John yeah. has so much character that, like, it's no longer, oh, it's you. No. <laughs> no, it's not. No. It's not. It's John. And John will show his face eventually, but it's when he's going to be done. He's like the Mandalorian now. He can't mm -hmm. show his face to us until he's done all he needs to do. Which, who knows when that happens? Who knows? Because how many generations now have spanned 
uh, has this span. This game started know? in 2001. It's, this, there's the new one's coming out in 2020. It's, so, Well, tomorrow, folks, okay, uh, for us, uh, July 22nd, tomorrow is the day of the big reveal. The campaign trailer, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, we're pretty pretty stoked about it. But on that happy note, um, actually the saddest note in probably all gamedom, except maybe the ending of Mass Effect, maybe had me wrecked. Yeah. Uh, maybe not quite as wrecked as Cortana. I'm not sure. It's a toss-up. Because I was in a different place in my mind at that time. So. Um, this was like a... Very emotional, very deep Yeah, felt. It, was, it was also strange to me because a part of me was like, she can't be dead. I know. And we okay, will find out later that yes, her it, fragmenting herself into the composer gave her access to the mantle. Mm-hmm. Which means that, like, a few of her fragments probably made it up there. Hopefully and, the man- and the mantle's so big mm-hmm. that we just didn't see the other one yet. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I just wish that she was like Jane in Ender's Game. That she existed... Uh, in all philotic space, <laughs> and didn't have she to does now. fragment herself. <laughs> she does now. Yeah. Okay, I have got to. Um, I got to sign off. I've got to say thanks. This has just been super fun, and I hope all the um, the lore geeks geeked out on this episode because <laughs> it did a lot for us. For what it? it's worth, Halo Four is a different uh, different yeah. step into the lore than other games. So I yeah. will hear the criticism that. Maybe it's a little lore heavy, but lore heavy okay. as it may be, it's not as divisive as the Halo Five campaign, which we will talk about next. Yay! Okay. This is All a right, long good episode, night, everybody. Y'all. Ninety minutes. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I think you might have to take that first few minutes where we kind of ping, ping, ping back and forth. First thirty minutes, forty-five minutes. Make that into separate episode. Yeah, or just a really, I really long did. lore, yeah, lore or... episode. <laughs> okay. Lore episode. Happy gaming, and see you next time, and thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. (laughs) See you next week. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Procedural Generations, a podcast that's brought to you by NerdyBits.com. If you want to follow anything that we do, you can find us on nerdy, at NerdyBits.com. You can follow NerdyBits on Twitter at Nerdy underscore Bits. You can follow me, Caleb, at LubWub, L-U-B-W-U-B, on Twitter. And you can follow Christy Sawyer at CalamityXTJane on Twitter. Our intro music is brought to you by Monster Cat, the wonderful people over there. Our song is Last Summer by Tokyo Machine and Weird Genius featuring Lights. To find out more about that, go to monstercat.com.
and look up last summer. And we will see you guys next time.